and welcome back to another episode of the Rod Ben Ambassadors. I am your host, Greg, from at Greg Lord Outdoors, and uh, this is going to be a special one. This is our tourney recap for our end-of-year championship of champions, and as per normal, I am joined with our tournament directors, Ben Lee and Ryan Van Tyne. Yo, yo. How's it going, boys? Uh... And also joining us tonight is the Ed New 2023 KBKS Champion of the Champions, Colton Hutchinson. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Change the picture Ryan did. <laughs> that belt. Oh, it's so sexy. But how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Not too shabby. Got uh, on the creek yesterday. Former... Caught a few good ones. Yeah, saw that. Still going, yeah. So we have normal housekeeping items. Uh, I don't know if you listened to an episode prior to coming on to see what kind of stupidity this is. Uh, but our, of course, we ask what everyone is drinking. I am very plain tonight. I am just drinking water. I gained way too many pounds over the last like month from not being working and on vacations and stuff. So we're back on fasting in Aqua, which really sucks. Nice. Got a nice red apple ale here. <laughs> angry, angry orchard rather. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I got uh, some hitchhiker uh, pumpkin ale right now. Ooh. And I switched it up tonight. I'm feeling frisky. I got some of that red Kool-Aid, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Such an adult child. Uh, so, yeah, it is the what will be the final recap of our events for the year. Uh, we had our two-day um, championship of champions on the Allegheny River, I should say the Upper Allegheny River and Lake Wilhelm. <laughs> it was a good weekend. Sunday Sunday was rough. Uh weather weather was definitely a lot of fun. We'll get into having discussions about that. Um but our event has happened. Colton was crowned the champion after two really, really good days on two different bodies of water. And we're going to talk all about that. But before we do, Colton Hutchinson, you are the champion of the champions, but why do you suck at fishing? Because <laughs> um, I will catch a half-decent fish on one bait and then throw it for the next uh, two weeks. And then, <laughs> you know usually how it goes two weeks that's it yeah, uh, right. <laughs> pushing four sometimes i throw that shit for years <laughs> we know ryan we know <laughs> uh, yeah that that's a very man it can be like such a slippery slope like you go to a body of water you absolutely crush with one thing and then you go to that same body of water a month later and all you want to do is throw what you crushed with a month ago and it can be hard because you you know especially if it's a confidence bait or something you don't want to get away from it that's why i struggle in the fall really bad mm. you keep throw that dang whopper plopper and wacky rig my man yeah yeah funny i didn't throw it at all the weekend of the championship and i actually did 
halfway decent. Yeah. How about them apples? Yeah, yeah right. It's fucking sucked. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we had our event and it was it was fun. Um my day on the river was very, very poor. There were only a couple people that did not do uh as bad as I did. And then, like I said, Sunday was Wilhelm, and Wilhelm was a lot of fun. We're going to get into all that. But before we, you know, dive down too, too deep, uh, I have a question for Colton. And please answer truthfully. Did you wear that belt out to like dinner or something? Like, please tell me it was on at some point in time that you've went out. I came home and uh, my girlfriend was here and I walked in uh, singing a little bit, holding it in the air. The champ is here. I would have like turned my phone on or like got a Bluetooth speaker out of my garage and connected it and walked through the house with like Stone Cold's music and just had that shit on my shoulder. I yeah. told Phil if I won it, I was gonna get out of his truck in just my underwear, wearing the belt, and run up the steps. And just, <laughs> just bombard my wife with a bunch of fat guy wearing a belt in his underwear. Uh, I, I like the other picture of you with the belt. I don't want to have that one in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a great call, Ben, on the belt. That's that's actually pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, as soon as yeah. as soon as he said about it in the chat between the three of us, it was just like, oh, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a sticker forever. That's gonna be there forever now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, it puts you in, uh, in in very good company. So years back when we we started doing this uh, doing the series before it was it's Keystone Bass, and it was just like you know performance kayak. Um, we did a belt one year and Russell Johnson won the Russell, belt. I remember yeah. that actually. Yeah. So we, and, and we would always, for years after that, we, we would, uh, the way we did that was like, we would just challenge him. And if he was ready for the challenge, we, we'd all just try to meet up and, and fish that day on whatever lake he wanted to fish. And we still kept it up. Yeah. We still kept <laughs> it up. We we almost got him on Arthur. It, it was like five of us on Arthur. It was probably like three <laughs> years ago, and it was freaking cold. Like it was, uh, it was like thirty eight degrees in the morning. Ugh. I don't even know why we were out there, but we did it anyway. And yeah. I I caught two fish, and Russell caught three. I was like, oh my god! And <laughs> uh, it was just it was brutal. It was brutal. Uh, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, you know, the typical of like having a plaque or something along those lines is is pretty awesome. But a belt is is badass for sure. Um, did you now he's now he's got to try to put one next to it next year? Yeah, there another belt for next year. Yes, there will be every year. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. You have one of those big checks back there too. Did you did you cash it at a big bank or? <laughs> yes, that was actually from the first season. I did uh, the Keystone series, and yeah, I was from the AOI race. Yep, pretty sick too. 
my coolest trophies here, both from Keystone series. That's awesome. Nice. That's super cool. All right. So let's get into the, the tournament days. Uh, day one, Upper Allegheny, our lower limit was East Brady. And Ryan, what technically was the upper? The outflow. The Okay. The Kinsu so, outflow. So there was a lot of body of water to be able to fish. And everyone fished together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then a lot of people floated the same areas. Uh, so Colton, with this stuff, like you can be as open as you want to. You can be as you know tight-lipped as you want to about stuff. So you know, however you feel to talk about it and everything. Um, I know that just prior was like a week or so prior to the event, you did a big ass float on the Allegheny to. Um, on some water you never touched before. And that's, I think we were talking about it after the event and just said, you know, was that, were you prepping to see if that was going to be something you were looking at, or did you already have in mind that you were going to be doing the the float that you actually decided to do? Uh, so that float I did, the, that was a week prior. That was a Saturday before. Um, that was a float, a long float that I had been wanting to do for a while. And it was just some water that I never fished. I knew it was pretty untouched. So I was kind of curious to see whether there'd be numbers of big ones or like bigger ones in general. But uh, yeah, I had a pretty good five fish limit that day. But like I said, it was a longer float. That was 17 miles. I didn't really feel like doing that on tournament day. I try to stick to under 15 if I can. And I did 14. So on tournament yeah, four- day. 14 is the max I've done on tournament day on that. Actually on that river, I've done president oil city. It's a really good stretch, but it's tough to finish. Like it's literally just like the Kiski float, Greg, like the bottom end of it is just so much dead water. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like I know there's fish there, but like you have to paddle all the way through it or you'll never finish it. Yeah. That was the one nice thing that we talked about with uh, the two days that we didn't have like a time frame to actually get off the water because we didn't have a, an award ceremony to get to and everything. Um, and that was one of the, co- the couple of things that Ben and I were talking about whenever we were trying to decide where we were going to go. And then it just worked out that, you know, unfortunately for Ryan, the Ranger danger uh, <laughs> shit the bed and he had to join in with us and everything. But it was that was Ben's thing is like, Hey man, like we can fish around where you launch, see how things go up there. If we get lucky, like maybe we're good and we can get off the water or if we, you know, keep floating and we have to float, then, you know, we just take our time and hit stuff real hard. And, you know, whatever time we get done, we get done because there was nothing to get to. I still think we finished in relatively good time, actually. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're like three o'clock or so we were off the water from ours. Yeah, like it was that was a brutal day for me. I didn't get my last I had I only had four fish on the Allegheny and I got my last two in the last thirty minutes right before I, we pulled out. Like it was it was rough. Yeah, well it you got very double, rough for me. You got double the amount of fish that I did. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that was tough. But yeah. uh but yeah, that was uh we, we finished like that float was perfect, just not perfect for winning a tournament. So Yeah. And it was, it's kind of funny that I think Ryan had said about it as well is it seems like every river event that we have done um, that I, except for French, but doing <laughs> uh, the Kiski and the Susky and the Allegheny now, 
everyone above us and below us crushed and did well <laughs> and we just didn't like you know i mean you you caught a limit and everything but it just felt like you know the kiski is the perfect uh, example like we go we go down river eric goes up he catches a 21 ends up winning like you know it's just chad right above him caught yeah, two 20s exactly so i i feel as though i would have given colton and nate a run for their money on day one if i would have figured them out sooner i didn't figure the fish out until like 10 30 11 o'clock and soon as i caught two or three on on what I caught it on, it was lights out. I couldn't stop catching fish. I caught fish the rest of the day. I, I called quite a few fish, but it just, and you know how I, I am. I, I throw like three or four things and that's it. And I had to like, I did this last year too with the championship. I was stubborn and I kept throwing the same shit and I didn't catch fish all day long. I caught one fish. I was like, I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to catch fish. And I started throwing some different things around and I got on fish. Yeah. Uh, and what you did to get on fish is something that like I was doing as well, but I just apparently didn't have the right color, didn't have the right weights, not hitting the right spots. But that was the first time I've ever floated um, the Allegheny for anything. Like I'd, attempted to go out in the Franklin launch last year, which we've had conversations about that prior, but it was definitely, it was an unknown of how things were going to look and everything. Uh, and I know it's not comparable whatsoever to the Susky by any means. Um, but there were a few times where it was, you know, it would split and go around an Island or something where I'd be like, like should i go left yeah. should i go right like i don't know like which is going to be you know best here i caught fish above like we went out of titiute and i caught fish above the bridge and those are the only fish i caught all day and i caught one quick on a chatterbait and thought here we go like this is exactly what i was hoping for just start throwing this thing around and hammer fish all day and it did not happen and it sucked like i i definitely after having a conversation with my wife and she's like you have to choose just doing one series or the other series or a combo of the both i'm like i'm gonna stick in all the lakes it's fine <laughs> but you know it's what i'm equipped to do and everything i mean i'm equipped to fish both but i just like lakes a little bit more than moving water even though my daughter just asked me earlier while we were watching tv she's like daddy what's your favorite fish to catch and i was like a smallmouth bass and of course yep. it's like eerie yeah. or you know eerie or the river so tell us about your float colton yeah well uh, i started out in the morning um i i was on the chatterbait bite too uh i started out i was looking for eddies that look similar to where I was catching fish that the previous week on that 17 mile float. And within 15 minutes, I made some cast to a place I normally don't cast when I do that float, but it looked similar to what I was catching them on. And that was my big fish of the day. Eight, I think it was 18, like 15 minutes in. And then from the, well, if I catch a big fish in the first hour or so, I get a little bit too much confidence. Uh, sometimes it helps me. Sometimes it kills me, but it ended up helping me out. Um, 
pretty much everything I was catching was in bigger eddies. I mean, I knew with that, because uh, it went from like, what, 80 is the high all week. And then that day, Saturday was like 50 is a high. Yeah, it crashed real hard. Yeah, I figured they'd be sitting in the bigger eddies compared to like, you know, some of the summer spots where they're, you know, might be sitting out in the middle and stuff like that. So I was just focused on hitting the big eddies. And I only caught, I think I only caught six fish, six or seven fish. And then all of them were over 14 or something like that, maybe, maybe one smaller one. But yeah, it was a pretty good day on the river overall for me. I honestly thought it was going to take a lot more than 80 inches to be in first. I thought the top five or so would have 83. Yeah, I I saw that you you had that on your um I think your Instagram post or something. We were talking about it. I uh, yeah, it was just. I mean, Ben Ryan and I all did the same float. Uh, Phil was floating with us. He was just kind of laying back and you know doing pictures and everything. And then we had um, Joe Patterson and John Dabney. Dabney. Uh, they were floating as well. And that's Joe's favorite section of river to fish. I mean, he said that multiple times and he only caught one fish and he said, yeah, he has he, a camp up there too. He, yeah, they do like 10, often. 10 minutes away. He was like, this is by far my favorite float on this entire river. And he only caught one fish. And, uh, he said that, uh, John was, um, fishing slower and just was getting bites which doesn't typically fall into like what my repertoire is and i know ben you're kind of the same with that as well that you don't like fishing things that are not a little bit you know not full power fishing but also not dragging a wacky across something for 30 seconds letting it fall and then reeling it in If I have to stay in a spot for like more than like ten or fifteen minutes, it, it, I like start losing my mind. I got to keep keep moving, keep doing stuff. That's, and I, yeah, and that's, I'll, why, that's know, why I I'll like circle back races. around, but <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I can't. Like I, you know, it just it drives me nuts to like I there there are some guys that fish our series that I know, you know, they fish slow. Like I'll watch them fish, and like I'll go past them. I'll be fishing fast. I'll make like 30 casts. They, they're still on their first cast. And then I'll come back around. I'll make another like 10 or 15 casts. They're still on like their second cast. I'm like, dude, they, and they're catching fish, but like, I can't do that. If that's how you have to catch fish, I'll, I'll take a, a loss for the day. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I want to say it's almost like hit and miss for me because. Arthur's a good example where I was ripping a chatterbait all morning, catching fish in the rain, and then things kind of slowed down. So then I slowed down and started, you know, pitching and flipping big stuff into laydowns and everything. Wasn't really having good luck with that. Then I went ultra slow and started using a drop shot around all that stuff. And that's where I caught some fish. So it's, it is difficult. I think more so what it is, um, is the moving water part of it that, you know, I'm always impressed with Ryan catching how he does on a wacky in moving water. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. 
Cause that's to me, that's something that like whenever you and I went out and fished out at Arthur, like you throw that on the backside of pads, let it slow sink down, get hit on the fall, reel back up and repeat over and so over again. It's exactly the same. So what I've figured out with that is casting that where, where I like that spot at Arthur, where I was like, I called my fish. Like I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. throw it right here and I'm going to catch a fish. Yeah. It's exactly the same for smallmouth, but in a smallmouth habitat, like smallmouth live in the current. So they're chilling there in the current, just like that large mouth hanging out on the backside of that pad patch. Like yeah. they're just chilling somewhere and I know they're going to be there. And it's such a finesse bait that you just put it two feet above where they're going to be. And in two seconds, it's in front of their face and they're just going to be like, oh, hey, a fucking snack. And they grab it's it's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. But I think I'll, you know, whenever I wet weighed the Connie and like I piss around down there, I mean, that's where I'm throwing a Ned rig. But in my head, you know, my Ned rig has weight. It's going to get down quick to like where those fish are and everything. It just seems like your wacky is just going to be like, doop, 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 like just going over the top of them. And that's all. But I don't know. Uh, just chatter, just chatter bait them. Just throw a chatter. Yeah, bait just chatter bait every goddamn time. I mean, that's all. But <laughs> we're sick and tired of hearing about Ryan's stupid wacky rig since we know that that's all he fishes. So let's let's go back to actually talking to our winner. So crushed us. Yeah. Uh, how did you do like actual numbers wise that day? I mean, you said you caught on some, caught some and everything, but were you, you know, have four fish that you called or did you have, you know, a decent, decent day? Yeah, I think I, I think I only had seven fish. Um, I know I caught a 10 and a, and maybe it was an 11 and a half or something. I know I didn't have anything under 12 in my limit. So I think the first couple fish within that first hour, I had a limit, but it was real small. And then I called up the smaller ones towards, towards the middle and the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you guys were throwing any type of anything besides a chatterbait because everything I threw would get hung up in the grass. The grass was crazy where I was. I don't know about you oh, guys. It was terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, I had, um, I went above the bridge from the launch, like I said. And there were some spots up there where I was like, oh, this is whopper plopper like city right here. Like I'm going to rip this along these rocks, along this wood and like I'm going to get crushed. And it was like cast grass, cast grass. I ended up throwing a buzzbait on and trying to buzzbait, but I still didn't even really have any luck with that either. So, but yeah, it was anything that you had that was trebled was not probably going to do you well at all that day. At least no. where we were. I think it's probably the same. It was the same way on that the section the 17 mile section I floated was uh above where I went on tournament day. And it was the I mean it was the same thing for 17 miles there, 14 miles down below. I think it's everywhere in there now. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by actually how much grass was in there. Like I said, I've never floated that before, so I didn't know I knew the the river above all the, the dams and stuff does get shallow like uh, i you know i didn't have my head that it runs 50 feet deep from you know pittsburgh to the kinzu dam but i was i was surprised by the amount of grass that was there actually ben one point in time you and i were on opposite sides of the river and had like a 40 yard wide by like 100 yard long stretch of grass that was in between us (laughs) yeah it was 
That was wild. I I tried getting underneath the grass with a crankbait just to see if I could get underneath it and not have it be a problem. But it was everywhere. It was the whole column from the bottom to the top. It was just floating all the way down. Yeah. Seems like every, I mean, every pool, anywhere the water is basically not a rapid, you'll find a section in that river with just, like you said, football-sized field of just the thickest river grass you've ever seen. And then in the summertime, that's great. You can throw, if you can get a whopper plopper over it without getting hung up, that's fun. And like a swim jig or something over top. But once it starts dying, you're pretty much done for with the grass. Oh, he, he said swim jigs and I got all excited because of <laughs> Sunday. Uh, but yeah, it was, you know, I kind of had in my head of what, like I knew I was hitting grass with the chatterbait and I was just like, all right, this worked for me on the Susky, like get cut up in grass, rip it through it, get the bite. You know, that's how I fish a lot of stuff for largemouth in, in the lakes and everything. If I'm throwing that is I want to get it in the grass to get those reaction strikes coming through there. And it just, I wasn't finding fish with it and I was just getting sick and tired of having to, you know, that thing just kept hanging up and usually like jackhammers you can rip through stuff pretty easily but it was still just you know it was messing it up every three casts i had to just completely you know weed whack my line to get it all off there right it gets it gets all wrapped around that that front clip and you're screwed yeah yep that's exactly what it was uh so you did your float uh, I have to ask you this, and I just thought about it. So you did 17, you did the 14. You either have, like, a good buddy or your girlfriend's awesome that comes and picks you up all the damn time. <laughs> well, the stretches that I fit, the long stretches that I fish uh, are all within. Uh, I live near East Brady, and then my parents live uh, about, they live in Carn City, which is, like, 10 minutes away, so... If I ever need a float on a Saturday morning, my mom's usually not busy. So she gives me a ride pretty much every weekend to a ramp yeah, somewhere. Man. That's that's sweet. Right. Yeah. I could I could see me asking my wife that now. Hey babe. You think <laughs> hey, load the kids up in the truck and come pick me up and take me back from my kayak. Yeah. That would... Uber. Yeah. How's, oh. how's the Uber situation over there? <laughs> yeah, right. I made, I made Sam this summer come pick me up. Where did I fish that one day on the Kiski? I did like 20 miles or something. I did something wild. Yeah, I remember that. And I, I called her and she's like, yeah, where are you at? I'm like, Salzburg. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was, I can't remember where it was, but I, I floated a long, or no, no, no. I floated from Salzburg to Leechburg. And I needed to ride back up to the ranger. And she was like, are you effing kidding me? Because we got to, she got to Leechburg, which is like 25 minutes from the house. And then it was like another 35 minute drive to my truck. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she was so happy about that. Ranger <laughs> uh, danger. That's why the lakes are just nicer. Cause you don't have to worry about all that extra stuff. No, you just turn uh, you turn on your motor and you go, and then you, you turn the motor and you come back and you go, oh, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. It works out yeah. real well. well. I'm getting uh, a motor next year, so I one think month I'm in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are you gonna stick with the the old town <laughs> and just mount a? Are you yeah, do a, uh, uh, think... an XI or whatever that is, or a outboard like trolling motor style? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the outboard. Probably a Torquedo. Uh, maybe a Newport. I haven't really looked too much into either of them. But uh, right now, the my old town's a paddle kayak. I don't have any pedals or anything. That's so... just part of the flipping craziness <laughs> with this weekend, that past weekend with you. So. <laughs> Dude, you must have paddled your butt off on Sunday. Uh, I didn't. I was gonna wear my watch to see, but I, if I had to guess, is I paddled probably four or five miles, doing milk run to different stretches of bank. But once you, I yeah, mean, that's, that's, uh, that's brutal. Just trying to keep your your position. That wind was yeah was rough. Yeah, I, I told Greg if I learned one thing in the past three years of kayak fishing, it's how to make a cast and keep my position at the same time. Yeah, it's that's, that's tough. It's impressive to watch your videos of you and standing up and fishing, go like floating down the river and everything. It's like, man, you know, I'll do it in my AP all day. Like I stand ninety per even on Sunday in Wilhelm, I was standing in that wind and everything, and just letting the the um the motor on spot lock just keep me yep. keep me there and everything. But I. I don't know how comfortable I would be standing up. Even whenever like I've been anchored in like slower water, I've went to stand up and I'm like, oh shit, no, this is not good. You should have seen it's me like... trying to catch fish on a wacky rig on Sunday. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cast it and the thing would blow back and hit me in the cheek. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh man. Yeah, that wouldn't that was that was nuts. But I, I'm with you. I I stand up as much as I can. Like I I I don't know. It's like when I get on the water, it's like I almost have like ADD and I like, I can't sit. I have to stand. I can't like fish Ricky well. Body, I have to fish fast. To yeah. Hands. Like everybody got to go fast. Got to go fast. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that wind was Sunday was rough. I, I thought Saturday was going to be tougher than what it was. Yeah. Saturday. Weather wise. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And the fishing was harder for me because like, I'm not, I'm not a river guy. I enjoy it. I love smallmouth, but like, man, that was, that was tough for me. That was real tough. And then Wilhelm, I mean, I, I had a limit by like eight fifteen. Like I was ready to rock and roll and, and good to go. That's more my jam, but that weather on Sunday, that was, that, that sucked. That was, that was rough. That was very rough. Yeah. We're going to get to that. So, uh, do you either you have the the totals? Yeah, to be able to say about it. Yep. Let me go in I here. Got covered. Yeah. <coughs> I actually pulled it up a minute ago on the web page because I was going to see Colton's uh eighteen from Saturday. Man. All right, so what are we looking for? Day one totals. First? Yeah, so so day one, uh, Colton had the lead. After day one, going into day two, yeah, uh, eighty and a quarter. He was leading by three and a quarter over Nate. Nate had seventy-seven and a half. And then Adam was right behind him by about an inch. I was a quarter inch behind Adam. Frank was a quarter inch behind me. I mean, have, let's see here how many limits. Fourteenth place was a limit. Ben was the first four fish in 15th. So a lot of people did well. Yeah. Just wasn't a lot of size. Yeah. So Sunday was a different ball game. Sunday was out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. Wilhelm fished like a monster. Yeah. 
I we're we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you going into day two on Wilhelm Colton, knowing you had your lead, did it I mean you also had Nate behind you, which we know we all know how good of an angler Nate is as well. I mean, not I'm not taking anything away from anyone else. Like Nate being in second place is like a legit bear breathing down your fucking back over top of an elk kill. Like, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) he's going to be right there on you the whole time. So you had that lead going into day two. You saw what the weather was going to be. Did you, did you have any change of plans or anything that happened after day one? Or did you pretty much know, like, I'm just going to stick with, with what I plan on for day two. And that's, what's going to happen. Yeah, I went, uh, I had pre-fished at Wilhelm for like an hour on Friday. I drove up uh, an hour, then within 15 minutes, I lost, I'm going to say a four or five pounder uh, on a chatterbait on a lay down. And then I left. I was like, okay, that's probably, if, if I'm going to catch him on anything, it's going to be that, or I'm not going to catch him. So that was kind of the plan going into day two. I didn't think that I would, um, I thought if I had a lead going into day two, it would be with like 87 inches, not 80 inches. Uh, so I was kind of worried about that because obviously, like you said, Nate, anywhere, especially a lake, uh, he's, he's going to put up a good limit. And that, yeah, that definitely worried me. And everyone else was like, you're reading off the standings. They were, everyone was right <laughs> behind me. Yeah. So that was definitely a lot of pressure. And a lot of people who statistically just put up numbers consistently Dobbin spec me yamada ron's mm-hmm. always putting fish up chad claypool randolph i mean yeah. there was a, a lot of people that were like right there going into day two and you had a yeah. three inch lead over the guy who always catches a massive limit everywhere yeah yeah uh and weather for day two was was rough uh it was cold whenever it was i got bullshit <laughs> it was it was cold it was raining uh rain was i feel like it was probably what till about 8 30 between 8 30 9 o'clock i think that it broke and we didn't really have rain again until like <laughs> mid-afternoon i would say yeah i was spitting like on and off most of the day for where i was but yeah nothing like Shit. substantial though so right right uh, but the wind was the big thing. Um, wind was like 10 to 20, but it felt like after 12 o'clock, it was sustained over 20. Yeah, um, for sure. I, That's when I threw the towel in was when that happened. I was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And ironically, that's whenever I started catching all my fish. Um, yeah. So you, you took off, launched in day two. I never, I'm actually curious so I never went past 79. I stayed on uh, on the other side of 79 and I fished in Main Lake, which I was the only person that went out in Main Lake from what I saw. Um, and I mean, this is just not even this is a question for everyone in general. Were the majority of our guys just all up in the stumps in the prop area, like above 79 on the other side? So, so there were about eight of us that launched at that road launch. Okay. But in the very beginning, only me and Adam went up. Everyone else kind of yeah. went in that first little bay, 
and then there were definitely people that launched up in the upper side of the prop, like way up in there where I went a couple weeks ago. They launched up in there because when I got back way back in there, I saw two people up there. I don't know who it was. I did see two people up there. Most everybody went out under the causeway out into this, the main stump field or out. In the, I don't know where everybody went. I stayed in that upper, like above the road in the prop area. And then in that little bay there, but there, I mean, I didn't see after long, maybe like four or five people throughout the afternoon. Okay. Except for, except for Zach polling who, uh, he needed to borrow a catch board because he caught a 22 inch behemoth that snapped his board in half. That's so on a six so inch he, purple he, lizard. Like, that's so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, that makes no sense. Whatsoever. It does not make any sense at all, but regardless, awesome for him. And you know, I'll have something to say about that fish as well here in a second, but um, yeah, it was only uh, Chad, Frank and I believe myself were the only three that went out of the Goddard uh, park launch was at launch number three. Um, and I took off out of there, fished in basically that general area. I was going to go up towards 79 because I've had good luck in some laydowns up there with flipping into them and caught some good fish out of there. But Chad was kind of working his way around there and it was uh it was like a little bit before 12 o'clock i mean you guys have heard me say this already but my my wife was at permanis in grove city for her grandma's 80th 80th birthday party um and it honestly was like 11 11 30 they were supposed to be up there for 11 30 and i was just like i am not catching shit right now like i have put a 10 or 13 inch fish into the boat, whatever it was. I've only had two bites all day. I can't catch anything on a chatterbait, which is what I anticipated to be absolute juice all day for me there. And, you know, threw a, a drop shot around some grass and it's just like, I'm just not having a good day. I'm, I'm just going to leave. And then I was like, you know what, go out into the main lake. Like I fished that, um, in that part of main lake before and everything, and started throwing a swim jig through grass and all of a sudden it was like a light switch went off and i caught i think it was my second fish of the day or third fish of the day uh, it was kind of smaller worked my way down into like the next little cove through and that 19 and a half i i can't even say hammered it like just tick 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 oh that wasn't grass hook set why am I not reeling any line in? Like, why is this like, it just feels like it's cranking and nothing's happening. And all of a sudden just saw the fish and I was like, Oh boy, here we go. And got that thing in the net. And then I just kept catching fish. I actually was ridiculously power fishing for the last 15 minutes from like two fifty five until three ten. I was throwing as hard and as fast as I could. And, bring that swim jig back to me as quick as possible because I kept catching fish on it. Like I had one come up and almost break surface to get my swim jig as it went up a piece of grass that it was hooked on. It was like, 
I wish I would have just did this all day. Like it, it's that it's that stuff that happens six hours into the eight hour day where you're like, son of a bitch. Like I could have went over here and possibly had, I mean, I still have my best day ever on water um, in a tournament. So I'm very, very happy, but yeah, it's like, man, what could have been like, maybe I could have called out a couple, you know, definitely got my 13 off the board, maybe got a set another 17 or 18. I lost one that was probably as big as my first, uh, my first big fish, but Wilhelm is healthy right now. Um, Ben, you said that it was like that for you all through the summer, but that lake is the bass population is healthy. Yeah. It's, it's always been, I mean, I I don't want to say that, that opening up the propagation helped it, but like in terms of like, if you're having a kayak tournament there, that's just so much more water for everybody to kind of spread out. And, you know, anybody that's fished tournaments there prior to that knows how condensed those stumps can get and, and some of those other areas. And that was just nice. That helps spread things out. And, uh, man, there's just the whole lake. It doesn't matter where you're at. Like, there's big shad in there. Those fish are getting so god dang big. Like, it just, it's insane. They... Anywhere you go, like you, you're catching 19s, you're catching 20s, they're 22. Like it, it's insane. The past five years, the crappy coming out of there have been huge too. Like it's been 18 inches, 19 inches. Like just that lake yeah. is producing giant, giant fish left and right. And uh, yeah, that, that Sunday part of the tournament was that's a nice way to cap it off. Like guys were just. You would struggle, but then all of a sudden, like, oh, I caught a twenty. Oh, I caught a nineteen. Like, yeah. it was it was pretty freaking awesome. Um, Colton, did you pretty much? You had said you got into them on a chatterbait on Friday. Is that basically what you threw for the day up there? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the first, well, when I first started out, I was actually I was I launched in between where you said you launched and where Ryan launched. Um, it's right above the seventy nine bridge. Mm-hmm. I turned left to go up to the stump field and that's what I was planning on throwing just doing the chatterbait along the bank and the laydowns and everything uh turned I was like well maybe they're sitting there's a few sitting on the you know hard structure the bridge pilings and stuff so I went over there didn't catch anything and then I was kind of questioning the chatterbait bite and then as I was paddling up to the stump field I stopped at one laydown and tossed it in and halfway through the cast uh I think it was 18 and a quarter came up and just smashed it. I didn't even think it was a fit. I thought it was a, I thought I hooked like a floating stick or something. I set the hook into it. And then all of a sudden I hear a big splash behind me and bass took off. That's but, crazy. Yeah, that was all I threw all day. I broke off a jackhammer. I uh, actually, Ryan called me. I'd just literally just broken off my only white chatterbait at all. Uh, then I put on this, I think it was like a gray and had a little bit of white. I was catching them on that. And then, I broke that one off and then I had, I literally had one chatterbait left in my box and it was black and red and I had like a white trailer and they were biting that too. It was literally any color chatterbait. See, and what's nuts is, is that I threw an all white setup for a chatterbait and I never had a single bite. Like, <laughs> and I, and I was throwing the chatterbait in the same places that I was throwing a swim jig 
and I was getting munched on the swim jig, but could not catch on the chatterbait. Hmm. I was throwing it the two, the one bigger one, and some of my other keepers came like I had to throw it right up against the bank. If there was a piece of wood, it didn't matter like if it was a lay down or just a log laying there. It had to be right against the bank, and they would hit it almost you know two turns of the handle, and they were on it, or they would hit it right at the kayak, pretty much. Yeah, it was a, it was a really weird bite. That's, I mean, still awesome though. It's that's been the theme this year. It feels like is everyone that has done well has caught a lot of fish on chatterbaits. Um, I mean, except me. Except you, you don't. <laughs> you're just an oddity all around. You don't really count for anything. But, um, except Ryan on the stupidest lake that's in Western Pennsylvania, uh, it seems like everyone else did well throwing chatterbaits, especially in the rivers. I mean, I know Mike was saying about the Clarion that they were basically just slow dragging chatterbaits on the bottom, and that's what they were getting. You know. They all those seven guys, yeah, all seven, seven of them, them were throwing nothing but chatterbaits <laughs> all day, like together, yeah. and they finished in the top seven. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> man, it's it definitely. I can probably say that's probably a, a confidence bait for me by far right now. If I was told to go in one body of water and I could only take one one lure set up with me, <laughs> it would be a jackhammer with a uh, ten thousand fish Yoda worm as the trailer. Cause I think that that combo just looks so damn good. So I would say I'd, if you had to give me one bait for any place, I'd give it a, uh, I'd probably take a swim jig over a chatter bait. Just, I feel like swim jigs, you can, uh, unless it's super muddy water, they usually tend to bite them pretty good. Uh, especially when they are on a chatter bait bite. Well, sometimes they'll bite both, but yeah. sometimes it yeah. won't. Just crazy. Like that body of water, you know, you're not overly far from me and that's all you caught your fish on. And I could not get a bite at all on it. So, but Ryan, you, how do you, I not being a smart ass. Like I actually, I don't truly remember this stuff. How did you end up uh, doing up on Wilhelm that day? So I caught a slew of fish early as shit. I was actually leading right as Colton started catching fish and then he just ran away with it. Um, and that's when I called him and I was, cause he like caught that big fish and I already had a limit and I, he caught that fish and I saw it and he was like within, he was right there with me for, cause I had a limit and he was right there with me already. He caught like maybe two fish or something or three fish. And I called him to be like, yeah, man, keep it up. Like you're, you're getting into them, stay on them, whatever. He's like, yeah, funny you say that. I lost my last chatterbait, but I caught five fish really effing quick. Um, I actually did catch them most. I caught one on a wacky rig. Most they all, all the other ones I caught the rest of the day were on a chatterbait. Um, but I caught them within like an hour and a half and I could not call. I could not catch fish and it really, played mind games with me because I was the only one that caught that many fish that fast. Granted there, I had no size whatsoever. My big fish for the day was 14 and a half. But when I couldn't catch fish is when everyone else started catching fish. And it fucked with me because people were catching big ass fish. 
And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Like, I cannot catch. I caught five fish and they're all tiny. And all these motherfuckers are catching all these big ass fish. I can't catch a damn thing. And then the weather just deteriorated even more. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I did my best and I'm okay with that. So I'm going to go be comfortable for the rest of the day. And I just took a nap in Phil's truck. (laughs) There was three different times throughout the day that I had looked at the leaderboard. I was like, okay, I get one more call. I am going to the truck. I'm going to go warm up for at least an hour. And then I'd look at the leaderboard. And then somebody else called. Yeah, Nate. Every freaking time, Nate would call and go ahead and be like a quarter inch. And then I ended up staying. I'm going to give a shout out to Tyler Rupert. He put up a massive bag on day two. And yeah. I feel horrible because his plans got shot to shit on day one. He just, he was single accessing on day one, which is fine and dandy. But when you're single accessing and you show up to a ramp and there's six duck hunters, there's duck hunters, there's boats, there's yeah half the field fishing in the tournament. When you're single access in a tournament, you just can't play with that. Like you can't. Yeah. You, there's no way that you can feasibly get your limit and compete with that many people starting off where you're trying to be all day long. So he moved and it didn't work out and he didn't put shit up on day one. I don't even. He had zero. I, he, yeah. He, yeah. He had no fish. And I actually and then, was driving home and I thought about calling him. And whenever I was like, okay, if he had fish, like he, they would be in there by now. And then I kind of got worried, like maybe something happened, but I was just like, you know what, if he had a bad day, like, I don't want to, you know, be like, Hey man, like what happened? Be like, you know, just fuel the fire that may have been brewing inside him. But apparently whatever fire was exactly out on day two, because he called almost 90. Yeah. Yeah, he hammered on day two, uh, which, again, was awesome for him because that was total redemption. And I think he even said, too, he he contemplated not coming out um, because obviously there was no chance of him being able to do anything other than uh, potentially get big bass, which he would have had if someone didn't catch a 22 on a purple lizard. So, (laughs) yeah, and he caught he caught a 23 quarter. That's big anywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah, he had a he had a stellar day. Like I said, I I put up eighty five inches, which was the most I've ever done in a tournament. So I'm really happy with that. Uh, I did tell Colton it was the other day whenever him and I were messaging back and forth. I was like, I want to roll with you on the river sometime. It's the same with like Matt, you know. And I mean, I went with you, Ryan, and just because I'm not familiar with moving water and just how you know. I can pick apart a lake and know I need to throw here. I need to throw here. This looks good. I can read water when it comes to steelhead and trout fishing, which I know is very similar for smallmouth, but I just can't seem to get a good bite anytime I ever go out on moving water. So I, you know, if I'm able to do some fun fishing next year, I definitely want to get out with some people that are getting on moving water and go and do some floats. I know a couple of weekends, at least five weekends, where you could go do fun fishing on a river. You don't have to sign up. 
Yeah. 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 That's not how that works. My (laughs) my competitiveness would be too much. And then that would be the day that I catch like 93 inches of fish and I would have won by seven inches and be like, mother trucker, you got to be kidding me right now. Into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Sunday. How, how was your day? I, it was actually pretty good. I mean, I was, uh, I launched, I, uh, I had a little bit by eight fifteen, and, uh, I caught my first fish. I caught probably within five minutes and it was like 17 and a quarter. And, uh, I caught it going across, uh, a piece of wood. It was a log <laughs> that was in the water. I remember you saying and, about this. Yeah. And that, that, that sucker ran right underneath the log as I was trying to pull him over across. And I just said, you know what? Not today, man. Not today. And uh, I just yanked them. I just pulled them into the boat, and, and I got them in. So, but it was it was it was a pretty good day. I mean, it was I was in a good spot where the bite was really really good. It was really hot early, and then it died off. And then um, I was like, you know what? I was like, I got off the water. I don't know. It was like maybe eleven thirty, something like that. And uh, I went back to the cottage. I closed stuff up at the cottage. I came back. I got stuff ready for the awards, all that other stuff. And uh, but uh, I mean, it it was a dang good day. But it was like like Ryan said, I got off the water, and I started looking at everybody catching fish. I was like, oh my god, everybody's catching giants right now. I was like, what's going on? Like that 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 midday bite just fired up, and the big fish came to play. Yeah, I don't know what it was that. It just was like one of those things where, you know, that gut feeling of like, I just feel like I should at least go and try. Like, I haven't had any luck here. Like, it's not that far. If I waste an hour driving over, fishing for, you know, 25 minutes and having to to motor back over here, if I have no luck, whatever, at least I went over and, and gave it a shot. And I mean, I'm really glad I did because like I said, I, I got into fish, but the only problem with that was... I got into all of the weather as well. And <laughs> I had out of lake, my man. <laughs> yeah. And I had a couple guys that were in John boats and stuff that were fishing. And you know, I pay attention. Like I'm not completely naive to what's going on around me whenever I'm standing up and fishing in my barge whenever the waves are, you know, pretty bad. But like there definitely were a couple times where like the wind would have kicked up and maybe I didn't notice and a boat came by at the same time. And all of a sudden I have like two foot white caps. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, my, you know, my graph is like all arrowed up and down because it's coming not the whole way out of the water, but like it's lifting up and it's like, all right, I, maybe I should be sitting down and fishing today instead of standing up, but I still stood and I still caught fish. So that's all that matters. Uh, And I didn't, you know, go in the water. So you ended up taking first place on day two as well. Uh, what were you had eight? Was it like eighty? I had eighty-four on day two. Yeah, yeah, he got fourth on day two. Oh, he was fourth on day two. Yeah, oh, Nate was fifth. So we had Tyler Rupert in first place with eighty-nine and a half. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I had in my, I was thinking wrong in my head, like overall versus day two. So, yeah. 
Ron had second on day two with 85 and a half. Old Greg Moore. Yeah, that's right. I guess it would have been. All right. It was a single day event, right? And I finished in yeah, third place. You would have you would have been money <laughs> if it was single day. That's cool. That's the cool thing about that two day championship, though, is all right. So I'm gonna go back to the total. So we had Colton, Ron, Nate, Rodman, and Dobbin Speck. On day one, you had Colton, Nate, Dobbin Speck, me, Frank, Ron, John, Chad. So Rodman had a hell of a day too as well because he ended day one in 11th. And then you go into day two, Tyler had first, Ron got second, which he had two decent days of fishing, which led to his second place finish. Yep. You had you, <clears throat> you and Tyler on day one. Did not. Guys, yeah. yeah, if you guys would have put some fish up, you had stellar day twos. And Colton got fourth, good day one, good day two. Kept him at the top. Nate kept him. So Ron, I I don't know. I don't have them open in separate windows. I have to jump back and forth. But so Ron beat Nate by an inch and a quarter. I feel like Ron said something about he caught he caught a big on day two, and I think he caught it late. Yeah, he did because I had caught. I was like four nineteen and three quarter. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and then I had uploaded us eighteen seven five. And I looked, and I was only like two inches ahead of him. And I was like, "Wait a second, what the hell? It just <laughs> happened." He just, then you saw that, yeah, that huge nineteen incher. Yeah, it was uh, though. Looking at the leaderboard and you know seeing the size of the fish and everything, after I caught that nineteen and a half, I was like, "I know I'm probably not going to win big bass because I know the size of fish that are in that lake. That if I'm getting into a bite, I'm assuming other guys are going to get into bites as well." But like I started scrolling down through and I was like, okay, 18, 18 and three quarter, 18 and a half. I'm like, I'm actually in first place on big fish. And I scrolled the whole way to the bottom and I saw the total inches and I was like, wait, did that say 22? And I went back in and I saw the the 22. I was like, holy shit and i i pulled it up on my phone and looked at it and i was just like wow i mean that's that's a monster large mouth so he caught two fish on day two and his inch total was almost 40 inches (laughs) (laughs) his one fish his one fish or no oh hang on hang on his one fish was 16 and three quarter and he had almost 40 inches on day two yeah that's wild. He almost had more inches of fish in one fish on day two than I had in three fish or two fish on day one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But Wilhelm, that's I have fished it a few times prior to this year, and I went up and pre-fished, and that's another the day that I caught my muskie, and fishing it again on the tournament day it that lake is starting to to definitely creep up in there to like if i have an option to go and fish a day that that might be someplace that i go a little bit more often than what i have in the past just because it been saying that he was catching fish like that through the summer and everything just fishing where you would expect those fish to be 
and then seeing actually what's in there with how the tournament went. I mean, like you said, we had a lot of guys put up a lot of numbers and some, do we know how, I mean, you don't have to like go through and try to figure it up, but there were probably what, like 10 to 15 fish that were over 18 inches caught that on day two. I caught three. So yeah. I'd imagine definitely at least 10. Yeah. I'll read it off real quick. How, over what? 18. Yeah. Rupert had one. Ron had two. Greg had two. Colton had three. Nate didn't have one. I know I, my ass didn't have one. Frank caught a 20. So we had three fish that were 20 plus inches caught that day then. Joe Patterson yeah. caught an 18, pulling with a 22. All right, so maybe not as many as what I thought, but still, like... I'd say upward, like, 10, a little over 10. Yeah. So just say 10, but three of those were 20-plus. Like, mm-hmm. that's... In eight hours, that's... Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a good day of uh, of fishing for And for shitty everyone. weather. Like, imagine it's a super... decent day of, like, that's not what... Those inch totals aren't what you expect out of that weather. You no. expect those inch totals on maybe like a little bit of an overcast with some sun mixed in and like a light breeze and a lot warmer. Like you don't yeah. expect that with that weather at all. Yeah, they're not they're chasing. They're they're doubted on that shad, man. That that shad that they don't like that cold weather. They were dialed in. And not to uh, mention, it went from like oh sorry Ben. No, go ahead. It went from like eighty all week, and then that weekend it was just a just crazy ass. cold snap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Like the so if you think about like so Ron and I fished near each other all morning for like the first couple hours. And if you take like the fish that we caught together, like we probably would have had I mean, he had nineteen. If they get an eighteen, I had a couple seventeens. Like it like they were just they're they're popping off like crazy. Like it was yeah. just Frickin' Ron caught that 19 three quarter on a whopper plopper. Which is <laughs> it blows my mind because I broke. I heftily throw a whopper plopper and I didn't even think about throwing it that day because of how cold it was. Like it just did not that no, nothing not made sense. equate to a, especially large mouth, like small mouth. I could see getting away with it in the colder months because they live in colder water. They're more active in the colder water. I did not expect a large mouth to do that at all. Yeah. I threw a buzz bait. I threw a buzz bait quite a bit in the morning. Um, I had a black, uh, a black buzzbait with a green pumpkin goat on the back of it. And I was chucking that thing around because I figured that, you know, there's enough wake on top of the water that it's going to, you know, I've always like, before I really started getting into bass fishing as hard as I have in the past couple of years, I've always thought of like, you know, ploppers and buzz baits and all that stuff like you need glass smooth water for like those to actually be you know good for you and now having you know fast forward a couple years it's like actually no it seems like buzz baits and that kind of stuff are better whenever you have a little bit of some chop on top of the water and that's whenever you get some really good bites with them so but i had no luck on it that's still crazy that he caught that i i think i remember him saying that and at the same reaction was you gotta be flipping kidding me you caught something on a whopper <laughs> plopper today 
<laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was right. I was probably fifteen yards from him, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I got one. I got one." It's like, "Night, it's a big one on the <laughs> on top water." I was like, "Oh God, Ron, come on, man." <laughs> he I seemed was dying. like he's done well in a, a handful of tournaments and everything, but he just seems like. Yeah. You would look at him and you would think that like he's the old dude with like floating minis underneath a bobber, like around a dam, and like that's all he fishes the, and everything. Uh, the old, the old balsa rapalas. Yeah, I want to see Ron. Yeah, he's got that top water on lockdown. He, he's yeah. he's top Ron's water. A freaking, Ron's a sleeper hammer, man. I'm serious. Yeah. Yep. He is a sleeper hammer. Well, that's yep. out at uh, out at Arthur. I think that's the only thing he caught on was a frog. I think I remember him saying that the, the only thing he caught yep. fish on out there was a frog. Like, yeah, so hey. nuts. Top ask water. Him, rock. Ask him about Colton. Send Ron a message and ask him about tamarack. All right, <laughs> they're a good story. Yeah, he's got all kinds of stories. Of <laughs> yeah, he's. I think every time I've heard him talk, that lake has been mentioned. Like in conversation. So where is that? I've never even heard of that. Me neither. Ron will tell you. <laughs> it, it's up by Meadville. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Huh. Yeah. It's uh, right. they drank like uh I don't know six seven years ago, and they pulled all the fish out of it to drain it, and then they put more fish back in. But now the fish are are starting to come back, and uh, it, from what it sounds like, you can pretty much go in there and you know, whip your, your winky around and catch fish. So yeah, yeah. sounds pretty good. Going winky whipping boy. <laughs> and time. That's all you do. I don't know even what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, just an awesome two day event and capping it off with a sweet ass belt. And, you know, we've started to, started to have some conversations for, you know, what to expect, you know, possibly for next year, we're going to have our meet the meetup here in a few weeks to weeks. get everyone, get everyone together, which is November 4th, I yep. believe. Yep. November and 4th, 2 PM at the white star. There we go. Um, so I guess, I mean, we can, we'll just briefly touch on it. We kind of have already oh. in previous episode and stuff, but you know, as, as directors, I'm sure you are very happy with how everything happened this year between the two splitting the uh, the series up between moving water and lakes and everything. And I don't know, just any like overall impressions that you guys have for how things were this year. I mean, I, I thought everything went, it was awesome. I mean, I, I thought that, uh, that was kind of a long time coming. Like I thought that needed to happen a couple of years ago and we just weren't like ready to, to do that. And, um, you know, Ryan was, was the right guy to, to put in charge of, of the river events. And, and we kind of just, we kind of just meshed. We were like, uh, you know, yin and yang, like we just worked together perfectly kind of deal. And, uh, like, I mean, aside from, uh, stupid paypal uh everything else was pretty uh pretty freaking solid uh for the year but uh i think for next year uh i think it's gonna get better i think we're just we're looking at you know we've been doing this for a while but i think we're still at that point where uh 
we need to see more growth. And I think I think we're gonna hit it. I think this year was a good a good year, and I think that we got a lot of stuff brewing that's gonna really really pop. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. pop for sure. It's popping. Yeah. It's about to pop. Yeah. If you just come to the come to the meetup. There's going to be some really cool shit talked about. Um, and we, I know we talked about this, like the first episode that I was on um, with how Ben and I got linked up with it, like how he reached out to me. Like it was all it, things do happen for a reason. And like, I've had a weird road in kayak fishing. And I feel like I never really fit in. I was like, here, there, I was trying to go do this, but I could never really put together full seasons. I was trying to do this, that, and the other. In a river series, I was like cherry picking. That's what happened is that I was cherry picking different trails and fishing rivers. And then like last year, I didn't fish a whole lot of anything. And... Ben actually reached out to me and was like, Hey, how do you feel about directing a river series? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you reading my mind? Cause like, I've been thinking about how, like how, just imagine like thinking about how can I start a river trail? This is what I want to do. And this is what I've been thinking about for, for multiple years. Like, how do you even do it? Like, I don't know what I'm, how do you just say, okay, we're having a river trail. Like, Ben, it just was like, it, it meshed. It was perfect timing. I was, I've been ready to do it. And Ben just gave me the opportunity and the platform and like a rubric on what I needed to do. And I feel like I had a, I had a lot of fun this year. I hope everybody had fun, but I had a lot of fun this year being in like, being able to set up like, I'm all about the social aspect of fishing. Obviously, like you got to fish to have a kayak trail. Like that's just how it is. But I love the social aspect of fishing and getting together with your friends and like what fishing actually means and is. And like, it's like a, a, a fellowship, a, a camaraderie. Like you're getting together with your buddies and going to catch fish. I want everybody to have a good day of fishing. Like I hate whenever I see, at the end of the day, somebody had a shitty day. Like I, that is my least favorite thing because I want everybody to catch fish. I want everybody to have fun. So I think it was good, but yeah, for sure. Uh, next year is going to be freaking pretty cool. There's some already, there's things already in place for next year that I never in a million years thought that I'd be able to be a part of, let alone to be able to offer to other people. And uh, it's, it's literally because of the you guys know how I am personally like I'll just I'll talk to a tree if the tree will listen and <laughs> I have made some great friends out in the community because of that and and who I am as a person and uh it's it's the benefits of that is going to be able to be something that I offer to the people that fish for KBKS. And that's something that's freaking cool. And I'm excited about, and I know Greg, you already know, and Ben already knows. And there's a couple people that kind of have an idea, but it's going to be solidified on November 4th at the meetup. 
um, it's going to be brought up and I'm going to talk about it a little bit and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Next year is going to be kick ass. It's really fucking awesome is what it is. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's super cool. And you know, you, I can vouch for what you have said. I don't know how many times I've heard you say that, you know, it just sucks that like, not all these guys like yellow Creek, you're like, man, it just sucked that there were only out of the, what, 20 of us that were out there, only five of us had limits. Like that's not how I want tournaments to be and everything. Like Mm, it's the, it's the sad truth of fishing. Yeah. But you know, I, again, I mean, we, we do our best for scheduling. You, you, someday like me personally, I've never had a bad day on yellow Creek, but you ask, a lot of other people, it's like, eh, some days are sometimes it may be good, sometimes <laughs> maybe shoot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, ben, how about you? Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, my, uh, I'm good. Sorry, my little guy was, uh, he just got up for like the oh. fourth time. Oh, Love Dad, I gotta pee. <laughs> uh, up there crying right now. He's. <laughs> Ears. Oh my God. Go get some gushers, kid. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Let's give him some uh, cigarettes and some. Uh, <laughs> some monster. <laughs> Staple of Ryan's life. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, so, so where are we at? What, what's the question? What, what are we doing? No, I mean, Ryan was just. I, just asking in general, I mean, I know you said it was, you had, you know, awesome, happy with everything that happened. I know you kind of briefly started talking about looking at, you know, stuff for next year for events and everything. And um, it seems one of the general consensus was that we move Erie up um, into like May versus being in June. Yeah, I think I think that's it's a move. I mean, we kind of got uh uh I don't know, how do you want to put it? There are, are a few other um trails that would try to monopoly Erie in May, uh if you will. So it made it very difficult, but uh I know that they are they're dropping one of their events so that that opens it up for us. So, I mean, second week of May looks pretty pretty good to go so we'll be prime time in may and um you know it when you're in that closed season that it, it, it makes it tough like you have eerie yeah. you have time of tuning that that's it that's your that's your deal and so you can mix and match any way you want so we know that those are going to be in play if we try to get enough events in. otherwise you're trying to do a couple events in a month which can get a little dicey when you have a couple trails going on. So yeah, uh, probably looking to start out with that timey and eerie deal. And then uh, we got some other stuff that um, I think will be good. I think when we do our uh, meetup on, on the fourth hear from everybody and see what events they want to do, what lakes they want to do, what rivers they want to do. And we'll try to make them work. And that's, that's half the battle, you know, trying to find the right month for the right lake we kind of know what we want to do but at the same time there are some lakes you know i'd love to i'm trying to work conneaut back in but it's tough it's it's 
Yeah, that's the, the boaters in that lake are getting worse and worse. They keep adding every year. It's like 20 docks here, 20 docks there. I mean, it's just there's just it's getting overwhelmed by boats, but the fishing is so dang good. But it's just tough to work it in. Yeah. So but think, we definitely like to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Regardless, it if it is anything like how it was this year, it was an awesome, awesome series of fishing. Um I got seven out of the eight events in, got both of the uh, trail championships and the the championship of uh, champions for the two-day event. So I fished, uh, what would that have been? So eight, 10, 12, I fished 11 out of the 12 places this year. And a number of them were new bodies of water, which was uh, intimidating and pretty exciting at the same time. Yep. But yeah, I think, I think overall it was a, it was a pretty awesome year and Colton got to uh, have the most awesome thing out of the entire damn fucking damn belt deal. boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sweet yeah. ass championship belt hanging up. up there. I'm putting yep. that back up. Oh, there yeah. it is. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't be more, more happy about that. Cause I, you know, I talked to Colton a little bit before, like we started getting things rolling here, like towards the end and, and, you know, he got a spot and I was like, I just, I knew, I knew he would capitalize on that spot and, and he did, and, and man, I couldn't be more proud. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yep. All right, so to finish off our other housekeeping thing, uh, new guests get asked the five uh, podcast ending questions. So we'll start off with number one for you, Colton. What are you listening to when you're driving to the lake or to the river in your uh, case? Yeah, usually the river. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Lately, music-wise, I've been listening to the Eagles, Joe Walsh. That's a, I, I'll go from band to band. Uh, right now, it's Joe Walsh is a big one, but usually it's a podcast, um, like a comedy podcast. Matt and Shane's secret podcast. I don't know if you guys know who Shane Gillis is, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah, Shane. I like him. <laughs> um, all right, number two. What is your sheets order? Either Anytime doesn't matter. Um, a cheeseburger on a croissant bun with honey mustard uh, and a cup of curly fries Ooh. every time. Two a.m. or two p.m. Like no death dogs. Everyone else. Can <laughs> no. <laughs> ben, I saw you eating uh, eating sheets at Wilhelm. Did you have your your specialty? I did have my special. Listen, hang on, hang on. Yes, hang on. I have his specialty. <laughs> yeah, the, the, all right. So this is my jam. You got to get the pepperoni sub. Here's his specialty, guys. <laughs> <laughs> pepperoni, but you got you got to get the double peps. You can't do single peps. You have to get double peps because it's not worth it if you don't. So you get there's double peps. There's an angler that can vouch for this sub. <laughs> Joe back, you got half a one because Ben was full. Joe texted me and said, tell Ben that hoagie is fire. (laughs) It's yeah. So you got the pepperoni, double pepperoni, marinara, provolone cheese, and you got to get the jalapeno poppers on it. That's it. Done deal. Life is good. (laughs) Just, Just make sure you're eating it at the end of your day. Look yeah, how good don't his life is right there. <laughs> He's so happy. He's so happy. <laughs> uh, all right. You kind of already answered this one, but um, if you can only take one rod with one lure to a body of water, 
what are you going to take with you? Uh, probably generally a swim jig for the most part. What are you throwing it on? Um, seven, seven, two, medium, heavy, uh, 15 pound, uh, four usually. Sometimes I'll go braid if it's a real you know, thick grass, but for the most part, I throw it on floor. Okay. Straight floor. That's, I was throwing mine on braid, uh, whenever I was up at Wilhelm and that was actually one of the first times I really used a swim jig exclusively and made me realize I should probably be using it a little bit more often. Um, do you have a favorite fishing professional? Um, I like Matt Robertson. Yes. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Him or BP. Brandon Polinick. Yep. Bob Patterson. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, and last question. What would be your dream fishing vacation or fish to go after? Um, I'm not really sure where a good place for this would be, but uh, a musky river somewhere, chasing musky, big musky. I like smallmouth, catching smallmouth in the river, but I've caught a decent amount of musky and fighting one of those uh, is pretty fun, especially when it's in the current. That makes it more challenging. Yeah. Yeah, they're not fun to get in the kayak. I found that out, and so did my hand. So, <laughs> you you might have to join me in uh in like February, March, do a little uh river uh musky fishing. Yeah, yeah, March. We, yeah, it's cold, but they bite. They hmm. bite really good. Yeah. Uh, so this is just real quick for me. I've I've wanted to do it um, and thought about like whenever we ask this question and everything, like what it would be for myself. And, you know, one of them is going to Alaska and catching trout and salmon up in Alaska, which I will be doing next year. But now having went and caught King salmon on a fly rod and (laughs) fighting like, you know, a 20 plus pound fish, the thought of going out for tarpon, with a fly rod has like skyrocketed to the top of my list because those dudes are catching like 40 to 150 pound fucking tarpon on a fly rod. And I am all about it. Like that would be so fun and so crazy to think about doing, or even going for like redfish and stuff and going and like fishing for tailing reds and how, you know, having Nick tell me how much of fun it is to catch those, but catching big fish on a fly rod is it it was so awesome but it was also like i mean my shoulder hurt for two days after i got home like it was you know i contemplated asking my wife for a massage but after being gone for like six days in a row fishing i didn't think that was probably a good idea but um but yeah that's uh being on the whole like dream fishing and dream fish to go catch a, a tarpon on the fly rod is like way up there on my list now having caught some other big fish on a fly rod so all right boys that is gonna be our last recap episode for 2023 how about it oh man right congrats amazing season colton thank you yeah thank you guys for running the series i mean that's Keystone series has been my favorite for the past three years now. So 
keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And yep. Absolutely. Congrats to you. Uh, enjoy that sweet ass belt. If you come to the meetup, you absolutely have to walk in with that thing around your waist, around your shoulder. If if you not, I'll be so disappointed in you. You got to grow in a weird mustache that like suits the WWF like throwback. Just yell, "Woo!" I'll borrow someone's speaker on my other shoulder, belt on the other shoulder. Yes, come in, Blair. I'm proud to be an American. (laughs) You can walk in and just give uh, give everybody a stunner. It'll be good. <laughs> oh, that would even be more awesome. Have that thing on your shoulder and come in and just crack two Miller Miller lights <laughs> together and just start Austining them. That would be. We can, make, we can make that happen. That would be fucking <laughs> epic. It really would. Oh boy. Well, uh, I'll be excited for the meetup now. I just gave him a really awesome idea, and if he doesn't take it, then he's just you know, he's not as cool as what I thought he was. I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> but all right boys uh it's been fun i cannot wait to continue doing this um ryan i will have some conversations about stuff and everything um after november 4th uh for something that would be really awesome to have on here so yeah yeah it's gonna happen i already had that discussion with that i already set that up not like dates, but I already got it locked down for you. <laughs> I think I think Nick will rejoin for that one. So, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna end it at that. I appreciate everyone getting on. Colton, again, congratulations. Ben, Ryan, thank you very much for putting an awesome series together and uh, becoming a couple of really good fishing buddies and everything. And oh, yeah, I'm man. super excited for uh, for next year for sure. Let's awesome. go. I'm stoked. 2024. I have my little my little buddy Rivers coming in January. I'm having my newborn out with me at some of these, I think. I don't know. My wife might kill me, but I might make it happen. That's awesome. All right. Once again, congrats, Colton, the champion of the champions. And uh the champ. The champ. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. All right, boys. Thank with that, you. the bastards are out. All right. See ya.